Warning. What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I am Nick. And I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I feel like I said... I sounded disappointed when I said my name. Like I was disappointed and having to acknowledge who I was. <laughs> ah, I'm so, sick. Hope, well, we, we, I'm, haven't I'm pos- we have been. We have. We haven't been possessed. Still. <laughs> yeah, we haven't been possessed by demons yet, so we're still ourselves. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Or that's right. how, or or do you protest too much? <laughs> anyways. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well. All right. So, as we do, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story tonight. You don't know what I'm going to talk about. I don't. So, I know you you tend to like to ask me questions on, and ask me what my thoughts on certain topics of discussion are. So, I'm going to start off uh, with asking you this time. Ooh, good. So, there was a recent uh, superhero movie called Shazam, but do you remember the 1990s uh, Shazam movie? Uh, it was starring Sinbad as the genie. Uh, I know it's a thing. I don't know if I remember it in itself. Okay. I uh, go on. Yeah. I okay. <laughs> okay. So you don't remember watching it? <laughs> no, I do not. No. Okay. No. Cool. Well, that may be because it never existed. Right. And this is as soon as you mention it, it's only because. There was mm-hmm. a point. There was a point when I did believe it existed, but I. Uh, there was also a point when I believed it existed. How there was there not a commercial? I mean, come I on. I don't know, and that's why I figured I'd just pose the question and kind of get yeah. see if you remembered it or not. Yeah. So you my know? my my answer to your question would be not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not anymore. That's a yeah. good way of putting it because yeah. I uh, I feel like I remember seeing it. But then I could never tell you what it was or anything about it, you know? Right. Okay, so, yeah, many other people also remember this Sinbad movie where he was a magical genie, and it was called Shazam. But why? Why do people remember this? It's Uh, so weird. Yeah, and so you got to ask yourself, you know, are we mixing, mixing it up with the Shaq movie? called Kazam, where he plays a genie. I don't know. I always, I always thought it was a companion piece, like Deep <laughs> Impact, like how yeah. Deep Impact came out when Armageddon came out. It's just oh, two yeah, of the yeah. same mm-hmm. fucking movie. That's what I always thought. Yeah, one I starring believe. Sinbad, though, and one starring Shaq. I don't know. Yeah. So maybe we're mixing it up. I mean, But uh, maybe Sinbad, Sinbad was definitely in a movie called Shazam, I think. Was but it? I don't know. <laughs> 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 no, yeah. he was not. No. Uh, Did he ever play? He had a TV show. Did he ever dress up like a genie? I don't remember. I mean, he just always wore like parachute pants or whatever. Not parachute pants, like windbreakers, right? When when, when uh, the movie with Shaquille O'Neal came out, did Simbad ever do a parody of a genie sometime around that time? I don't know. So I actually looked into this a little bit. Uh, today because you know it's not a thing, so I like try to find it. Like, why do people think this? And right, apparently since then Sinbad's Sinbad has done a uh, a genie bit, <laughs> so now it's like even more confusing no. because because of the whole thing. Which this this phenomenon where it's like a collective memory of things is called the Mandela effect. Are you familiar? I am. Okay. It's so it's so weird. It is a weird thing. And it's one of my favorite things though. That's bizarre. Yeah, why? It was given it was given this name because of the death of Nel- Nelson Mandela in the 1980s. 
first. And, you know, he's he was the anti-apartheid guy in South Africa. Yes. And many, many people remember seeing the news that he had died in prison, but this had never happened because he oh. became president of South Africa in 1994. So what the hell is that? <laughs> like, um, but yeah, so that's why it's called the Mandela effect. Another quick little exa- example of the Mandela effect is we can do a quick one here from Star Wars. Okay. So what's the most famous line from the movies, would you say? Oh, uh, yeah. Luke, I am your father. Right. Which is not the line from the movie at all. Mm-mm. It's more like Obi-Wan never told you about your father. And Luke then says, like, he told me enough. He told me you killed him. And then Darth Vader says, no, I am your father. And then he goes, no, that can't be true. That's impossible. You know, or something along those lines. I don't know. I've I've only seen it a couple times. (laughs) (laughs) Once once or twice. I think he turned it off once. He didn't want to finish it. Yeah, uh, they're not really my thing, I guess. wasn't, Wasn't doing it for you, you know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. But yeah, so like everybody remembers Luke, I am your father. I remember thinking it was that for a long time. I was a child though, and probably had only seen the movie a couple times at that point. Not right. Not as many times as I've seen it now. No. But at one point I had believed that was the line. So it's a collective memory thing. Anyways, that's some fun weird stuff that can maybe go into more detail some other time, but or maybe we already did. I don't know. You know, maybe we... Right. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe everybody remembers us talking about this already. Maybe they thought it was, you know, Bear Hands or Hulahan or something. Maybe they did. Well, what I really want to talk about, you know, Sinbad was a genie. Genies. That's that's our topic for today. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah, that was just a fun way to get there. (laughs) Great. That was good, because my... when you have an idea introduced to you and you don't quite know where we're going, as soon as you said that, my mind went like this, like, I'm ready for anything. I don't know what's going on. Right, yeah. I I needed a fun segue to get there. I didn't just want to be like, here's our topic. Because, you know, sometimes it can go deep into history about things. and I could go I could go deep into religion on this one or not. Could. uh, Depending. Right. But I figured we'd talk about Sinbad being a genie. Seemed fun. I like it. It was a good choice. Well done. Yeah, so huge fan. huge fan. So our topic tonight is gin. Yes, and there are some pretty iconic genies in recent memory. You know, there was I Dream of Genie. She's a good the, one. The pop popular TV show from seventies, I would say. It was yeah, old. it was around a while. And then, uh, obviously, Aladdin's Robin Williams performance. Yes. And then the reboot of Aladdin with Will Smith yes, as the genie. Will Smith. Yes. And then most famously of all, Sinbad as Shazam's f- genie. Sinbad the fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, obviously that one is... Uh, yeah, very real. I mean, action, if you can accurate. find evidence of it, I'd believe it. So, <laughs> I mean, see, I'm glad you said just what we're going to talk about, because I'm going to start talking about the multiverse and different dimensions. <laughs> yeah. Well, and who's sur- who survived what dimension? Because you always read in comic books where like like crisis of infinite earths, and then all the earths combine, and like normal people are just like, "This is my earth now." And they might have weird memories of things that you know. Yeah, so we're haven't. just living in a comic book, and we have memories I mean, of this movie that existed in our previous universe before we merged with the other one. Possibly, and I mean, yeah. considering this first week of June, I mean, this feels like a, some kind of story. So who knows? Maybe alternate dimensions are involved. That's all I'm yeah. going to say. That's all I'm going to say on that topic. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, these genies... They, Maybe somebody made a wish. Anyways, I'll stop. Yeah. Well, these jinn or genies yeah. uh, come from somewhere, you know. So let's first start off by saying genie is the anglicized form for jinn, which is an Arabic word. So... I'm going to call them Jinn because that's their real name. Uh, we just kind of, so it's weird. You know how English language is bizarre? Very much so, yes. So in Arabic, Jinn refers to the entire entirety of Jinn. 
and yes. a single gin is called a ginny. And it's the other way around for English, where you have an individual genie, and when you're talking about... Or wait, did I mix this up already again, too? It was confusing. Sure. So we're I just going to call him Jin. Got um, it. Keep it simple. I got it. So Jin are Arabic, though, and they have been around for a very long time. They predate Islam, Christianity, and even Assyrian, and yes. maybe Aramaic. Yes. So long this time. Is the re- this is the real human shit, the heart of the matter. It's good. Yeah. I like that. Um, origins aren't entirely clear, but at this point, I'm pretty comfortable saying that Jin have been around forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean... I can, I can go with that. How far I mean, back can you think of ancient cultures? Aramaic and Assyrian? What's we beyond only, that? <laughs> we only know the ones... We only, Yeah, we only know the ones that started to write things down. So that's all we got. Yeah. Yep, so... Uh, Let's just go to Wikipedia here and, you know, kind of touch on what we got here. Some gin. Some scholars of the Middle East hold that they originated as malevolent spirits residing in deserts and unclean places who often took the forms of animals. Others hold that they were originally pagan nature deities who gradually became marginalized as other deities uh, as the other deities took greater importance. Still, jinn had been worshipped by many Arabs during the pre-Islamic period, but unlike God, jinn were not regarded as immortal. Mm. Or unlike gods, jinn were not mortal, not immortal. Um, but although their mortality ranks them lower than gods, it seems veneration of jinn had played more importance in the ever- everyday life of pre-Islamic Arabs than the gods themselves According to common Arabian belief, soothsayers, pre-Islamic philosophers, and poets were often inspired by jinn. Their culture and society were analogous to that pre-Islamic Arabian culture, with tribal leaders protected their allies and avenged murder of any member of their tribes or allies. So jinn were pretty similar to people. Um Although the powers of jinn exceed those of humans, it is conceivable that a man could kill a jinnie in single combat. Jinn were thought to shift into different shapes, but were feared especially in their invisible form. Since, since you know. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> they're invisible. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, they could attack without being seen. It seems like a good power to have. I mean, I would rank it pretty high on my list of powers that I would want. You know, I mean, it's they have they have their I'd own built-in. Yeah, they have their built-in cloaking device, and they can attack while cloaked. A Klingon bird of prey can't even do that. It's very powerful. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, just throwing that out there. I know that's Star Trek. It is. I know. Sorry, it's <laughs> a lot of Star Trek going on. Yeah, I know you've been into that lately. When a when a Klingon bird of prey fires with the cloak off, it's like a huge fucking deal because that's like literally impossible and only happens like once. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. anyway All right, but uh, so yeah, yeah so <laughs> they're invisible and they can attack without being seen. That's a big deal. Greater invisibility. Uh, yes, but they were also feared because they had been thought to be responsible for various diseases, mental ill and mental illnesses. Uh, some sense. believe that such spirits were thought to inhabit. Oh, I'm already getting a little redundant here on Wikipedia. Uh, they, But it says they inhabit desolate, dingy, dark places that were often feared. One had to protect them, protect oneself from jinn, but they were not necessarily malevolent. Hmm. Right? So, so they, could, they, they could just wreck your world if they wanted to, but it doesn't mean like they're bad guys. Correct. That's what it sounds like. They weren't necessarily... Out there to just continually wreck your world, because I mean, thank you. <laughs> it sounds like they, they could probably do that if they really wanted to. Oh yeah, like yeah, I don't like you, man, and I'm a gin, and this is time to go. Like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Sayonara. Yeah. Adios. Yeah. <laughs> that's what. That's, 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 that's how. That's, what, that's 
that's how Arabic. Uh, he would speak. All, yeah, he'd speak all those languages. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, so much like Christianity, though, uh, much like Christianity has done to many old creatures or beings, every time, Islam has kind of done the same thing to that with jinn, specifically. Since I didn't really dive into all of Islam. It's it's quite it's a bit of a undertaking. hefty topic, so yeah. But uh, jinn are mentioned in the Quran approximately twenty nine times, ooh, and are adapted into the religion religion of Islam itself. Nice. So, according to the Quran, uh, God made cl- made man from clay, and he made jinn from a smokeless fire. It's just kind of yes. a quick way of putting it. Um, but they, the jinn resemble humans in the way that they have to eat, drink, they can procreate and they are mortal beings. So they do die. Uh, but I kind of mentioned that from the pre-Islamic stuff that was all kind of in there a little bit. Um, but one new thing that the Quran kind of gets to is they are subject to divine judgment. Jinn can be sent to either heaven or hell, you know, depending on if they were uh, naughty or nice. <laughs> like, I like that. Yeah. Uh, so here's another kind of interesting little bit with the whole seven-day creation thing. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of this science. Yeah. Yeah, so rel- the angels were created on Wednesday, accordingly. The jinn okay. were then created on Thursday, and humans became uh, were created on Friday. So, in the entire timeline of that, though, the each day is more than a thousand years later. You know, you're going by God days, right? Of course, because six thousand years naturally science, right? Right, obviously, makes sense, right? Yeah, facts. Yeah, for sure, straight facts. Oh, absolutely, it's. Undisputed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the community of the jinn race were like those of humans, but then corruption and injustice among them increased, and all warnings sent by God were ignored. How do you think God felt about that? I think we all know how God feels about being ignored. He sent his angels to battle the infidel jinn. Yeah, because when you, this is why America didn't want to have a standing army. Because when you got the soldiers, you want to use them. And guess what? Jin be acting yep. up, so send in the troops. Yep. So just a few survived, and they were cast out to far islands or mountains. And then with the revelation of Islam, the jinn were given a new chance to access salvation. But because of their prior creation, the jinn would attribute themselves to a superiority over humans, you know, because they were made a thousand years earlier. Right. Or a day earlier, depending on who you're talking to. Well, it's like it's like the English system or the metric system. You just got to convert a few things. You know, yeah, just a couple conversions. <laughs> yeah, you know? It's the same. Yeah. Uh, but they believe themselves superior to humans and envied them for their place and rank on Earth. I feel like this is not how you get back in God's good graces. I feel like this is a bad path to go down. Yeah. Uh, do we have maybe some thoughts on that about uh, what we know a little bit more about Christianity? Like, oh, I feel it's, it seems like it's very similar to a certain dreams. It seems like a, a similar little rebellious guy. <laughs> well, it's yeah. It seems like or if, faction. Yeah. I don't know what oh, you want to yeah. call them. Well, cause see, in my head, I like to see. I I would not be a good theologian, cause I just look for the common denominators. I'm like, yeah, it's all the fucking same. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Did 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 our did our boy Lucy maybe align himself with some gin because they were unhappy too? You got to build a coalition to get shit done. That's just politics. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. Is it like a cross episode? You know, or, you know, I don't know. Lu- not- if if Lucy was made on Wednesday and on Thursday, there's other guys that might want to, you know, kind of agree with him. I'm just saying. <coughs> seems like a yeah. seems like a match made in heaven. Oh shit! Then oh, they fell. Anyways, anyways. Yeah. So 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's Lucy's it's the Lucifer story exactly. It's just yeah, jealousy humans. Similar. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, very similar. Um, so then, uh, let's just talk a little bit more about Quran stuff. And <laughs> good. Yeah. Uh, so the Quran reduced the status of jinn from that of low-ranking deities to merely spirits placed parallel to humans, subject to God's judgment and the process of life, death, afterlife. They were not consequently equated with demons. Got it. So demons are still a different entity. Yes. That's cool. When Islam spread outside of Arabia, though, belief in the jinn was assimilated with local belief about spirits and deities from the nearby areas like Iran, Africa, Turkey, India. You know. Yeah. That whole business. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, So then early Persian translations of the Quran identify the jinn either with, I could be saying this wrong, but Paris? Not not like Paris, but Paris. Right. Sure. Paris? I don't know. Who's that that guy? Uh, They were exquisite winged spirits renowned for their beauty. They were also described as mischievous beings that have been denied entry to paradise until they have completed penance for atonement. I mean, I'm just in love with this right now. That's all I have to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were all, or they were uh, lumped in with some divs, which were comparable to fiends or ogres. Yeah. They consist of a body similar in nature to a human, but giant with two horns. They relish human flesh and have powerful, cruel, and stone-hearted with teeth like a boar. Of course, of course they have all these things. Yeah, so those are kind of how Persians were like, well, they're either this or this. They're kind of both, maybe, I don't know. Right, looking for Depen- commonalities. Yeah, Yeah. so they they were either Paris or Divs, depending on their moral behavior. Got it. So, you know, I'll just keep going here a little bit. Uh, despite the fact... Jin's ability to possess humans is not mentioned in canonical Islamic scriptures directly. Uh, it was kind of said that jinn can, they cannot enter a person whenever the jinn wants. Rather, the victim must be predisposed for possession in a state yes. of weakness, feelings of insecurity, mental instability, uh, unhappy in love, or being depressed. De- depressed? Are all f- kind of forms to this weakness. Makes sense. This is all demon science, mm-hmm. gin science, supernatural science. Supernatural science. I feel like that term should not exist outside of this podcast. That's dangerous. That's a yeah, dangerous that's... term. <laughs> I feel yeah. that's real, real dangerous. Yeah. This makes sense with the other made up shit I made up. So it's all science. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's a fact. Yeah, it's, that's it's a, a fact. fact. Yep. Anyways. So continuing on with just some 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 facts about gin or tidbits here. I don't know what you want to call these. Um, tidbits. Gin bits. There you go. Gin bits. Mm. There you go. <laughs> the gin form uh societies beneath the ground where oh my they, God. you know they they sit there and kind of talk about how they envy humans. I'm in love uh, with all this. And they what, what a cool idea. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> Occasionally, they'll be like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I am jealous of those humans. And they go up to the surface, and they cause sickness to children. They steal food and take revenge when humans mistreat them. Some, however, like always, there's, you know, maybe some bad apples. Others are uh, benevolent towards humans, and they teach humans and give them moral lessons Uh, another fact, fact, scientific fact here. Uh, they fear iron. Uh, they yes. generally, and I already kind of hinted at this in the other part, but they appear to like living in desolate or abandoned places and are, they're stronger than faster than humans. And since they share the earth with humans, Muslims are often cautious not to accidentally hurt an innocent jinn and they tend to 
So it says they utter destur. I don't know. I'm obviously not saying that right, probably. Sure. But I guess it means permission before sprinkling hot water. I don't know why they're throwing hot water, but, you know, you do what you got to do. Yeah, whatever you got, just go ahead and use it, I guess. <coughs> I got a tickle in my throat. I'm going to sip on this uh, alcoholic beverage. That's a good choice. I might do the same with mine. Good. Beautiful. So this is where I start to believe Jin, you know, it's kind of hinted at a little bit here, but Jin maybe are a little bit more malevolent than we've been kind of led to believe so far. Okay. I already kind of mentioned that they seem to like dark and dreary places. It's been hinted at a few times here. Yes. Um, But they also have the power to transform into other animals or humans. And they it's are all. To... Go ahead. Oh, I was just say it's 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 hard to trust something with that power. That's all I wanted to say. Right, and they are known to prefer the form of a snake. People don't like Man. snakes, so I, don't, I mean, most people don't like snakes. Not right. All. I mean, I have no problem with snakes. That doesn't I'm mean I worship. It doesn't mean I worship Satan just because I said that one sentence, guys. I just I'm indifferent mm. to snakes. It's not. Yeah. not mm-hmm. Seems like I was protesting too much there. I said that right away. Hmm. Yeah. Well, what are you trying to hide here? Nothing. No. No. Not no Satan, huh? Okay. There's no. Uh, I for, There's no. I forget what the name of the demon was that was going to possess me. Demonach. There's no demonach here. <laughs> demonach. Yeah. <Okay. laughs> what a shitty name. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not your best work. It's, it's not. No. Well, that's. Well, I didn't name him. That's just what he's called. I didn't. I didn't name him. I'm a human. I can't. Right. Yeah. It's, that's true. That's, that's, that's what that's what the agent texts say. It's that supernatural science. He's just demonoc. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. But so yeah, so they like being snakes. You know, there's another guy that liked being a snake. He did. Um, but it is also known that they eat bones, and Don't you... the animals of the gin eat animal or eat waste droppings, feces. You know. I don't know. That doesn't seem like a good guy move. <laughs> no. It's, yeah. Some even say that they prefer rotting or dead flesh on those bones. And they kind of tend to linger in or around graveyards. Bad but, guy uh, move. That could be a different type of gin, too. That may, may or may not be a uh, thing known as a ghoul. Oh, shit. But they're kind of, eh, maybe this... Same, same, different? I don't know. There's a lot of supernatural cousins out there, too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what these supernatural things do with, you know, it says they can breed. What are they breeding with? I don't know. Whatever they want. So they're not exactly Robin Williams' genie. (laughs) I really don't want to see Robin Williams' genie eating a big pile of shit. It's not what I I want in life. No, I don't want to see that either. That sounds uh, like, not like a children's like, movie. You got a friend in me, and there's some shit down his throat. No one wants oh, to see God. that. <laughs> no. You know I don't even want to hear that. <laughs> it's like, it's like, Jeannie, no. There's no friend in you. There's just shit you ate. <laughs> yeah. Ha <laughs> ha, what do you want? So, Nothing. Go away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so on, on the point of the, that story, though, that Jeannie comes from a lamp. Yes, he does. An oil lamp, you know, so where does the whole tale from the genie from the lamp come from? Well, it's it's kind of said that the djinn can be bound to objects. Okay. So King, King Solomon used a magic ring to control djinn and protect him from them. I don't know where he got the ring. The ring was set with a gem of some sort and it had a living force of its own with the ring solomon branded the necks of the jinn as his slaves probably not fans of that nope people tend to not be fans of that so nope. i assume jinn also not fans so one story tells that a jealous jinn sometimes sometimes identified as asmodeus yeah, he's a guy. Um, so that's actually... Well, I'll get to that. 
but a jealous jinn stole the ring while Solomon was bathing in the uh, river. And the jinn seated himself on Solomon's throne at his palace and reigned over his kingdom, forcing Solomon to become a wanderer. Holy shit. And you know who, you know, had some uh, intervention here was a little old guy named God compelled the jinn to throw the ring into the sea where Solomon went and retrieved it and punished the jinn by imprisoning him in a bottle. So there you go. Eventually the uh, the Arabian Nights Tales. Yes. 1001 Arabian Nights or whatever. You know, you know what I mean. You do. Uh, I do. They get, they get at it. Yeah. And a powerful magic being trapped in a bottle is a decent narrative to, you know, just kind of work with. So one of the tales in there, without reading the whole story, is a fisherman finds the jar or bottle and uh, Asmodeus appears, and that's where you get the kind of the djinn was Asmodeus. And he appears and he grants him a wish. Of course, his wish was, how do you want to die for (laughs) finding me? (laughs) Like, Um, I'll give you that much. Yeah. Edit undo. Edit undo. I don't want to be part of this. Yeah, it's no. My wish is no. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, the same way that you do at the same time. Yeah, how just throw some ideas out there. Maybe this guy can, uh, you know, be get some time out of it. Yeah, spitballing. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> shoot, shooting the shit. Oh, the gym might. Yeah, you're really on the spot. You're like, oh, look at this jar, and I'm Asmodeus. How do you want to die? It's like, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to do that. Man, I thought there was some change in here or something. <laughs> yeah, anything but this. What the hell? Yeah, and then then there was the also in that those tales there was the story of Aladdin, which was similar to the uh, the story that we all kind of know from Disney. Sure, you know he rob he breaks into a cave, steals a lamp, rubs it, gets wishes, kind of makes it rich. I don't know. Yeah, gets the babe, you know. Yeah. So it's reported, though, that 80% of Muslims believe that jinn live alongside us. Okay. I don't know how accurate that uh, that is. I found it. It wasn't the best, most reputable source. Sure. I mean, it's a number. We'll talk about it. It's fine. Yeah. It's the only one I saw, though. So, I mean, I don't know any Muslims off the top of my head, and I can't just be like, hey. Yeah, and I'm sure if you did, he'd be pleased to be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what are you asking me? Yeah. It's like, uh, just... But so a good amount of them, a majority, I would say. I feel comfortable saying that, at least. Gives me the 51% type thing. Let's, yeah, let's go with 51%. Let's just throw, let's just, yeah. So, yeah, but a lot of, a lot of them believe they live alongside us. So how this really caught my eye with jinn is not only is there a popular belief in them, which is different than a lot of what we talk about, I would say. Most of the stuff we talk about, you know, a decent amount of people want to believe it's there or maybe even do believe it there, but I would never right. say a majority of a certain... No. Yeah. No, I, I am um, concerned about, about the people who uh, the, the people who are into the Bigfoot. I'm a little concerned about them. Whatever, they... It's just a... They're a whole... You know, they're a whole thing. A little concerned. Yeah. The ones I who I'm want, concerned. The ones, the ones who that try to him, make Bigfoot. Mm. That's who I mean. That's who I mean. Yeah. I'm a little concerned about that. But. Or, so. Anyway. Yeah. So. Uh, but. I started seeing a lot of posts about. Jin recently. On, on Reddit mostly. Um, you know, because I'm on all the subreddits that I should be on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So 
maybe I'll read a couple stories from there. Maybe you, you should. I think I want that to happen. Uh, obviously, give the posters credit. Got them all pulled up over here. And so apparently I wasn't the only one that caught on to all of these popping up because I am not a moderator of the r slash paranormal, but they, I found it today. They've made like a bundle of gin-related stories that have been popping up recently, and I was like, huh, interesting. I mean, that... Nothing about that sounds good, by the way. Just the influx of gin stories. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know either. I mean, part of it, I would say, well, let's just start with this one. And then I'll I'll say why part of me thinks it's uh, more of us hearing about them or making it to Reddit or stuff like that. So, Okay. This is posted by you slash have a ducky 81. Great. Yeah. Um, So it says my unit in the U.S. Army was deployed to Iraq in April of 2006. We were in Ramadi. It was 123 kilometers out of Baghdad. I was in a Humvee headed to Baghdad for emergency leave due to death in my family. It was close to midnight. The Humvee I was in with three others and a turret gunner. The two other Humvees, the same five total people, one in front, one in back. I was without a weapon due to my leave. The Humvee in front stopped hard. We all figured it was possible IED or VBIED. I don't know what a VBIED is. I mean, very bad. (laughs) We'll go with that for now. It's probably not the thing you should do, but that's... (laughs) Sure. Yeah. The team leader in our Humvee radioed to the lead. The convo went along these lines. Military radio jargon. HV2, what's up? Why did you stop? Uh, HV1, something flew in front of the, the Humvee. HV2, what? Flew in f- front of the Humvee? HV1, yes. HV2, we didn't see anything. And the third H Humvee piped in. Does anyone hear that helo? HV1 said yes. HV2, our Humvee, said yes, but I don't see it. Did the other two vehicles? Just then in the desert off the highway was a black figure. It looked like a huge bird. It looked like smoke was emitting from it. A blackish, greenish smoke with a bit of a blue tinge. We all focused our eyes. The two troops with better night vision could see something but couldn't make out what it was. The smoke was distorting the view. Within a second or two, a rock was thrown at the Humvee. A big rock like the size of a head. We all froze due to the rules of engagement. We couldn't just light it up. We used a spotlight, and in that light, something just flew straight up, and it was loud, and then we heard a loud screeching noise within a minute. It was over. We all sat there in a state of shock, curiosity, and panic. What the fuck was that? When we got to Baghdad, the tra- translator that they were picking up to bring to the Marines that were with us said, Sounds like you encountered an Ifrit. Our team leader said, A what? And he said, An Ifrit, a winged jinn. What? Yeah. So. That's one one story I found. This is that was actually the first one that I found, and I was like, "Yeah, I've been wanting to do gin for a while," so it kind of got me interested in it again. Yeah, because that one's tantalizing. Yeah, it was a it's a good good story, and paints paints the whole picture, and you're like, "Well, that's fun." Yeah, I mean, you can imagine like how that goes down in a movie. You know, it seems like a terrifying encounter with something you don't understand what it is. I mean, it's all it's all storyboarded in my head. I saw it, and I was like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, and so that's what got me into it. And, th- and this is maybe why Jin are kind of popping up a little bit more. We have, um, you know, people from our culture that aren't necessarily aware that we may be living alongside Jin, uh, going to a culture that is, we'll say, visiting. 
but that's not really what's <laughs> visiting is very bold. <laughs> yeah. Hey. It's the politest way of putting it, I think. Yeah, we're or, visiting. Yeah. We we've been visiting for nineteen years. Yeah. How about hey. that? Cool. Are we paying rent yet? Oh no, they're paying us rent. Interesting. Yeah, so without getting too much into that, obviously Please. we have <laughs> troops over there and uh so we have people from our culture in a culture where gin is a th- more of a th- known thing, maybe being exposed to it. Right? Just yes. a thought? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so this is another one I found on r slash paranormal. And it was kind of an interesting one, a little bit different. And this is posted by you, Jack of All Trades, uh, 54. Good. All right, so then let's just start. Let's just start at the top. This one is not mine. Not mine either. I'm reading what he wrote here. This one is not mine, but my father's encounter. My dad is an engineer, and when he was younger, he planned and oversaw roads being built to distant villages in our city. So he was always traveling and was always with other engineers, drivers of big machines, etc. Our city has a lot of history, especially Byzantium and Ottoman, and treasure hunting, in parentheses, illegal, is a really common thing. In one of these travels, his group met and talked with the chief of some village of a really faraway village, and he talked about a rumor in Byzantium treasure, Byzantium treasure being buried nearby the old mill. Being a skeptic, my father didn't care about it, but one of the drivers, let's call him Ahmet, took it seriously, and he was interested in treasure hunting too, so he persuaded other, the other two drivers to search for this treasure. So when they got a break from working, they took pickaxes, shovels, and started to dig around the old mill. This mill is near water and a small valley, and my father is on top of a nearby hill, chilling and watching these guys. This party described by one of the other drivers to my father after the accident. So they dug for an hour, and after that, Ahmet hit something hard and dug further and reached to a small stone arch. According to them, the stones looked like regular stones, but its shape and place was weird, so they thought, shit, we found it. They dug further and opened a door under that arch. It led to a clearing, but it was dark as hell. They had small lanterns, but these two got afraid, so Ahmet volunteered to enter. And he says that this part his father witnessed too. As soon as he put his head from the door, he screamed like like he was in tremendous pain, and he got he got out of the hole, started to run like crazy, swinging his pickaxe upwards, saying, Get off me! Get off me! This lasted for a solid two minutes. My father ran to help the guy, and the other two tried to get the pickaxe and calm him down. They took the pickaxe, but he was still shouting, Get off me, please! And looking upwards until he finally passed out. I shit you not, my father said that Ahmet stayed in a coma for two weeks and it was blind for two weeks after he woke up. Oh my God. Naturally, my father and others asked what happened and he said as soon as he put his head inside that place, he saw two black floating humanoid entities which really, with really long limbs, they dived towards him and started to attack him. He didn't see anything but these two things circling really fast and attacking him from above, and finally he said they overwhelmed him. He also said their attacks was like millions of bees stinging every part of his body at the same time, and it hurt incredibly bad. Jesus. So, yeah. That's not good. Mm-mm. That's a problem. Yeah, it sounds not pleasant. No. You don't want that. That's not. Where? Why doesn't I'm gonna get any wishes? That's not good. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Not happening. No wishes. Yeah. yeah. I happening. wish to wake up from this coma. Yeah. Please. Why? I let you out. Why are you doing this? You're down this fucking. Who knows where the fuck you were? Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Why? 
so then I got one more that I want to read. And okay. this one's a little bit different, and you'll kind of pick up on it. Um, sure. But it also, she also kind of hints at more stuff about jinn that kind of from the Muslim perspective. Sure. Um, so, yeah. So this one was from... feel like this is someone's actual name on reddit and i feel weird saying their real name but it's their username so i don't i guess i'll just say it uh it's from you danielle alice probably just first name middle name thing so it could be anybody i don't know could be that's true could be that's true anyways so i'll read exactly how she wrote it here I want to be clear that I would never lie about something like this. This happened in 2016, so it's the first time I've ever spoken publicly about it. Uh, this was just posted nine days ago. so. Oh, shit. And, I mean, the other one was posted 12 days ago. So hey, that's what I mean. I've been seeing these pop up Yes, those are, so, those are so soon. Anyway, so I, continuing her story here. I can't confirm what it was definitively. I always try to squash paranormal normal experiences with science and logic, but I can't explain this one. And based on the circumstances, I think it was a gin or something else supernatural. And yes, it's possible I did it to myself somehow, but I have never done it before again. Or again. It's just really strange. So, that was her first edit. So, Sure. But, uh, so here's where she picks back up. Hi friends, I've seen a lot of gin slash different spelling of jinn islamic term for genie slash demon kind of related to posts lately primarily from military folks kind of what we got here yeah i'm not going to read the entire subreddit so we're just sticking with this, these three that i kind of picked out here understood um so for then picking back up for her for context i'm american and i first became exposed to the concept of jinns after living abroad in muslim societies I'm non-Muslim and non-religious, FYI. But the most profound exposure was when I first went to Srinagar, Kashmir. I was invited by a friend and was staying at her home. If you don't know the story of the history of Kashmir, you should know that it's the most militarized zone in the world and has had a lot of bloodshed over the years. I didn't know that, but I could believe it. Yeah. So, as beautiful as it is, it's also very eerie as a result. I don't know how to describe it other than being very creepy at night with lots of weird sounds. Outside of the city and being in the Himalayas, there's a lot of woodlands where jinns supposedly prefer to live. Anyways, while staying with my friend, I noticed things would happen to me at night, like my legs or arms would randomly be pulled. I thought maybe I was just jolting myself awake, but it happened multiple times each night and was out of character for me. Then one night I felt like I had been choked awake. I was so shocked and confused. The next morning, I finally opened up to my friend and her sister about what I had been experiencing. They told me that because I would sleep in only underwear and a t-shirt at night, it was hot weather at the time, it was possibly attracting a djinn or their house angel passing what? here. What? I guess that's that's his name. It's in quotes. What's his name? Passendeer. Passendeer. Passender? I don't know. What a guy. I'm definitely saying it Americanized when I say Passendeer. No, it's Passendeer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, the house angel could be jolting me awake as a way to warn me about not wearing pants where I could then attract a gin. I was skeptical, but decided to wear pants and the weird jolting stopped. A few days later, we decided to visit a rural, scenic area of Kashmir called Pahalgam. <laughs> that sounds pa- accurate. Pa- Pahalgam. Oh, wow. That sounds accurate. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Good. Close enough? Yeah. yeah well, yep. My friend's cousin, in parentheses, my now husband, LOL. Yes, I met him here, and we fell in love, in parentheses. Good for you. 
LOL. Good job. I support that. Yeah. Uh, my friend's cousin took us there. When we entered, I started to feel extremely ill. It's hard to describe, but I felt very lightheaded, like I couldn't breathe, and an overwhelming sense of dread and anxiety. I honestly felt like crying and wanted to turn around. We chalked it up to the higher altitude, by, but I had been to other areas with an even higher altitude in the previous days and had felt fine. After sitting at a restaurant for some time, I finally felt better, and we went exploring the mountains. So I was frolicking in the hills with my now husband, and we were just kissing. Badass. First, first no-no. That's what she put. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not calling her out for it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's fine. It just sounds like she's protesting too much. We were just kissing. Are you sure? Do it. Yeah. Okay, you, you do you. Whatever. I'm not going to judge you. You have fun. You frolic. You have fun. Yeah, frolic. frolicking. We know Some people fr- would say that frolicking is a no-no. We know because frolicking leads to kissing, and kissing leads to it's, hmm. you know. I don't. Just, well, <laughs> do a Google. Let's do. That'll be okay. your next ep- That'll be your next episode. Huh. About. <laughs> That'd be an interesting <laughs> deep dive. And <laughs> where where does frolicking lead? Oh my god! <laughs> I don't. Know. I don't know what the internet's going to tell me about where frolicking leads. <laughs> oh shit! We'll ask it later. Yeah. Anyways, continuing on. A bit later, I had to pee. So I found a bush, and I did my thing. In parentheses, for those Muslims reading this, I know, in all capitalized. Bear in mind, I was a foolish American girl, and my husband did not think to warn me. In parentheses. Oh my God, what happened? Because let me tell you, you should never pee outdoors. I may be guilty of that a few times. What? You've peed outdoors? <laughs> oh, man. When? No. No. Never. I don't even know how to do that. Good. <laughs> well. All right, that'll be my back, next. That'll be, that'll back be my to episode. her story, you should yeah. never pee outdoors, especially in gin areas, because it's very possible you will pee on them or their home, and then they get pissed. Pun? Is, Intended? Is that a, yeah, is know. that a wordplay? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> She doesn't say it's not intended. Yeah, it's intended. It has to be. I su- it has I to be. I assume it is. So, yeah, don't pee on gin. No. So, so, yeah, this is where things went downhill. I returned back to the UK where I was studying at the time uh, a few days later, and I remember feeling absolutely horrible. I was vomiting and just feeling very hazy. I assumed I was just jet-lagged, and went to sleep. Now we all know when you're jet lagged, you pass out. I don't know that. I don't think I've ever been jet lagged. Maybe. Take your word on it. I slept soundly for like 11 hours. Not even waking up to pee once. When I finally woke up the next day, I hopped in the shower and my body started to burn. Like really burn. I was so confused why my body was burning. So I looked in the mirror. There were deep, curved, some in threes, which I think is an ode to the devil, in parentheses. Uh, so somewhere, there are deep, curved scratches all over my chest, my breast, my stomach. They hurt so bad and were even a bit bloody. I later found out when a friend looked for me and took pictures that they were also on my back and right above my butt. The one above my butt was one downward curve, and there were two small horizontal curves inside it, and they were in awkward places where I honestly don't think I could do it myself. I also didn't even have nails to make such deep and intense scratches. I'm a very light sleeper, and I just don't know how I could have done that level of damage to myself. I showed it to all my friends, and they were all deeply disturbed and believed that I couldn't have done it myself. And she's got pictures. I can... I can uh, send you those your way. Yeah, um, yes, Genitex. Yeah. Uh, I immediately told my Kashmiri lover, in parentheses, husband, and he told me to recite some verses from the Quran that protect you from jinn. It was believed that I picked up a jinn in <laughs> fl- fl- Pahalgam. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> and that it attached itself to one of the items I bought. I brought from there. Reading from the Quran seemed to stop further activity. Uh, 
Oh my god. Yeah, so then she she kind of finishes up her story there. But then she has like a few that she throws in. So she talks she she talked about uh with her in laws, I guess, who would be the Kashmiris, I guess. Yes. And she said in her post, um, when my father-in-law was a teenager, he was hanging out in a playground area with a friend. Suddenly they saw an inhumanly tall, somewhat human-looking creature walking in the background near the trees. They were so terrified that they immediately ran away. He believes it was a djinn. When her aunt-in-law was in her 20s, she was newly married and out on a walk near trees slash wooded area with her husband. Apparently, a djinn in a tree saw her and possessed her. Oh. And she says this was observed by multiple witnesses, and everyone verifies that this actually happened. Then she says the djinn began to... They took her back to their house, and the djinn began to speak and laugh through her, which is terrifying. If I remember correctly, it was saying that she shouldn't have been wearing her hair down and walking carelessly by its home. It was a really mischievous gin and kept laughing hysterically and kept being super difficult when everyone asked it to leave her alone. And Iman, Iman, Iman had to come and it's a Islamic priest, I guess. Yes, Imam, Iman, yep. Um had to come and try to get the djinn to leave her body, but the djinn kept refusing. Basically, in the end, the djinn said it would only leave if they brought it a goat. So they go find it a goat. And leave it by the tree where they found where the djinn lived and finally left her body. So. Those are, those are all bull. What does he want with the djinn? What with the, sorry, duh, idiot. What did it want with the goat? <laughs> what did it want with the goat? I wanted to feed it. Feces? I don't know. Yeah. All right, now I got my buddy goat. Let's eat shit together. <laughs> what? Yeah. And she's... So she added a lot since uh, I think I... I don't know if I maybe didn't read this far, but like she keeps going with stories from relatives, I guess. Oh, she probably went all in then. Yeah, so there's a lot more here. I don't want to read all of them, but... It's a good post. If you're listening Yikes. or you want to check it out, I'll send you the yes, link or I, you know look it up. Like it's on r slash paranormal, and it's not the title is a non military related gin story. So it goes pretty in depth there, and uh, what a good title! A lot of the good, co- a lot of comments are pretty interesting too. So I'd recommend checking that out. Uh, so another thing I did check out though was eventually I found a gin possession video. What? Yeah. And What okay. It was pretty terrifying. It was weird. S- Very bizarre. You know, if you could imagine. I have. I can. Yeah, I can. So it's a two parter. I don't know if we can't really watch videos and you know, host an audio program at the same time. So if I don't know we want to watch them and People can check it out after we watch them, and we'll just kind of cut the recording here. But yeah, we'll just we can just watch it and then get. Jump I think back getting in. your reaction to it so we can talk about it a little bit would be. Yeah, good. I think that's what I think that's what needs to happen. Yeah, so let's check this out, and we'll uh, get back to everybody here momentarily. All right. We, yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so what do you think about that? Uh, this is wild. It's a good little. I mean, it's a nice it, little exor- exorcism going on. It's and pretty fucking creepy. <laughs> like, well, the sounds she makes in the beginning are, I mean, those sounds are always guttural. They come I from mean, a time when, you know, an ancient, it's just an ancient human guttural. Like, it yeah. just feels, it feels dark when, when that happens. Yeah, it's just like, I mean, no ma- it looks no like a small where, woman. Yes. When you watch the video, she's wearing white, so it it's kind of hard. Uh, and it's an old video. I think it was posted to YouTube in 2008, so it's probably I, early 2000s. Uh, so not the it. best video quality, but like, no. she looks pale compared to yes. everybody else. 
like almost a grayish. But again, that could be the video quality. Sure. And then her eyes are weird looking, like very dark, but I don't know. And then she starts saying things and like very guttural voice and gets weird. Well, they're very, they, I mean, they, no matter what is going on with her and what they're doing, they do calm her down. So whatever they're doing gets her to relax. Yeah, and, and her, arms, her arms are doing all this weird stuff where they're, like, reaching up behind her, kind of. Yeah, she's not in a good place. Yeah, no, it's definitely not a good place. No. Uh, so I guess we can send that link to anybody that wants to reach out and ask us for it. But I don't feel like just posting that on our stuff because it is a little <laughs> unnerving. Say, hey, have fun. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you just well, have on- to click on that, you're like, what is this? <laughs> like... Well, it's on YouTube, right? Well, yeah, I would post. YouTube. I would post it with if if it got posted, I'd be like, "Hey, I'd have no other explanation." Just like, want to have some fun? Click this. <laughs> what? Yeah. Where yeah. are they sending me? Yeah, it's pretty weird. It's a uh, pretty freaky. I mean, it almost feels like what you see in like a horror movie. You know, obviously without as much thematics, but no, it's pretty creepy. Very creepy. It's not a good... Because no matter where that, that scream and that sound is coming from, like, I felt it in my bones. And, like, this woman needs help. This is not good. This is someone yeah. in distress. Not mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Whatever is happening there, be it possession, be it anything. Right. Bad things are happening, and it's well, creepy. If the video taught me anything, it's when someone's in that situation, you sing scripture to them, and then just kind of smack them around a little bit. But not like hard. You just kind of like yeah, just a aggress- little tap. aggressively yeah, not... pat them. That's no. what I would say. There's a step like... between smacking and patting. It's aggressively patting. Yeah, it's like hey, it's a yeah, just a good ag pat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, aggressive pat. Yeah. So that kind of goes to Jin being similar to demons. I don't know. It goes all the way back, and man, could I have gone down some deep dives here? I got I on. Leave pos- you. Pazuzu, which is like uh, an Assyrian demon that oh, is, oh, you know, if yeah. you go if you go in movie stuff, Pazuzu is supposedly the demon that possesses Reagan from yes, yeah, that's why from the Exorcist that, movie. That's why I knew that crazy name. It's in my head for a reason. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, there it is. There it is. So I went down that road for a little bit and. And I mean, like I said at the very beginning of this, the jinn have been here forever. So I don't know. Lots of weird stuff, some cool stories, some creepy stuff, and uh, Sinbad. Sinbad, everybody's favorite jinn, Kazam. Yeah, Shazam. Sure, <laughs> that's what I meant. It's the different universes crisscrossing in my brain. That's on me. That's, right. It's hard yeah, to... that's on you. So it's past memories from a different world that I was in. It's hard to keep straight. But yeah, that's that's the uh, quick quick version of the gin. Oh, gin, yeah. Because, I mean, it could go, you could go a long time. I feel like we've gone a decent amount of time already. I don't even know how long we've been going, but enough. I mean, not... Yeah, we're good. I mean, we watched those videos, so I mean that in the beginning. Yeah, we. It's a good. It's a nice chunk of time. Yeah, Jin, definitely, a, definitely could do more though. But maybe we'll come back to it. Oh, I'm sure we will. I'm just worried about with current world events that we don't need to get into. People are happening to see more gins now. I don't know what I feel about that connection. What yeah. does that mean? Ah, well, mm-hmm. it could mean could mean a lot of things. Yeah, it could. Hmm. Just. What is Lucy up to? Who's he employing these days? Yeah. Well, we'll find out maybe soon enough. Ah! <laughs> well, on that note, if you want to email us about the apocalypse, you can email us at weirdandfearedpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you just want to talk about cool, spooky stories, uh, weirdandfearedpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, if you got some uh, gin stories you want to send me so I don't have to just find them all on Reddit, uh, you can send them directly to us, and that'd be really cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. And yeah, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Patreon. If you sign up, 
for the price of a fancy cup of coffee, you can hear what we talk about behind the veil. And the conversations yeah. do continue. Mm-hmm. Lisa Lamb, want to know more about that? You can, and many more. Yeah. I would like to point out, though, even though we do continue talking, it's what we have always done when we record the show. Yes. Uh, we always tend to sit around and chat about it, but the majority of our show is here. You guys are getting it. so 100%. That's a That's good true. thing to point out, I think. But yeah, It is, sure. Absolutely. But yeah, we appreciate any support, so we're just trying to give you something for supporting us, and you get to hear our behind-the-scenes talks. Absolutely. So on that note, we're going to stay spooky. Stay so spooky. Yeah, stay spooky. Stay spooky. Stay spooky.